I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everything Melodifestivalen. This is Melfest Monday. Nu kör vi! Yes, here we are again then. Welcome to Melfest Monday. It's James here with you as together we look back at the first heat of Melodifestivalen 2024. We've just heard the songs that we lost on Saturday night. Melina Boilo. And, perhaps surprisingly, Samir and Victor, along with Adam Woods and Elisa Lindstrom, both of whom have qualified to the new format second chance round that we'll see in a few weeks' time. Uh, what about the winners? Well, here are the moments the qualified direct to the final on Saturday night. Smash into pieces! Lisa Ajax! 
Yes, Smashing to Pieces and Lisa Ajax are the first artists to bag themselves a place in the final. Uh, On today's episode, we'll be digesting everything that happened on Saturday night with two expert guests. We'll then turn our attention to this coming Saturday and the second heat, uh, which will see six more artists vying for a spot in the final in Stockholm. Uh, Speaking of those artists, we'll be chatting to three of them today. So that's 50% of them. You'll hear three of them on this week's episode of Melfest Monday. That's Liamo, that is Diasara, and Engman's Capel. So we've got all that and more still to come. When you aren't listening, find us on social media at Eurotour Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Let's introduce our panel for this week then. I've got two people who love stats possibly uh, even more than I do. Uh, first up, from Bet Eurovision, ESC Insight, the local Sweden, OGE Sweden, goodness knows where else. Uh, ben Robertson, hello. I believe the Eurotrip podcast is where I am as well as that. Yeah. <laughs> You're becoming an increasingly uh, prominent guest. So I think, yeah, we might have to list you as a presenter at some point. Uh, but thanks for popping along again, second time in a week. And also the Oracle himself, SVT's in-house Melody Festival and expert and the man behind the Bible of Melfest, uh, Melopedia. Please welcome Gustav Dahlander. Gustav, hello. Hello. So lovely to be back here. Ben, let me come to you first. You were in Malmö last week. And during the week, we spoke to you on the main episode of the Eurotrip. You were there for the uh, for the handover ceremony, the semi-final allocation draw. And then you were there for Melfest rehearsals. Uh, what was the experience like? Well, it's a pleasure, first and foremost, that I've got all my bearings around Malmo Public Transport and the Malmo Arena already for May. Um, Melody Festival, and of course, like that feeling when I got into the arena in Malmo and you see the thousands of people there, the families of the glitter and the balloons. There's a certain glow that Melody Festival has on location that is always a joy to experience. And that that love is still there within the families in Sweden. Um and it's interesting. Um, Anders Wiesbach has said it on multiple occasions this season that Sweden, for the first time in their seven victory history, want to try and win back to back. And he's said this repeatedly, he said it in Malmo a couple of times as well. So we're all waiting to see what the number will be that Sweden will be sending if it's going to be a Eurovision contender. Yeah, we spoke to Karin Gunnarsson on the podcast last week and she said the exact same thing. They, they're going to win and they, it's almost like they'll accept nothing less. And that's kind of the fighting talk you want to hear. Uh, Gustav, that must, for a, a Swedish person like you, that must get you really excited to hear the, the coming songs over the coming weeks as well. Yeah, definitely. And as Ben says, it is clear from uh, what Karin says that she really do, do want to wreck the SVT budget for another <laughs> year. And, uh, and uh, you know, winning the Eurovision Song Contest, it's, it's something that big artists really want to do these days because it's clear that you can get a, a worldwide hit like the Marcos and Martinos, Dani Saucedo, these types of acts are, are not... Uh, coming to Melody Festival and without any less dreams than, than winning the Eurovision Song Contest, obviously. So why wouldn't they want to pick the, the best song they can? Well, speaking of big artists, uh, let's go through Saturday night because the first act that we got uh, direct to the final, Ben, was Smash Into Pieces. And they are, a, they are a big artist, not just in Melfest after their performance last year, but outside of the competition as well. They had a, a huge reaction in the arena, didn't they? 
Well, one thing very interesting about Smashing to Pieces, and you kind of see the progression from last year's song to this year, they've become very popular with the children in the country. They came in last year as a rock band, and Melody Festival has made them very popular with the kids. And this song that they've presented and got all the way to the final now, it has that anime movie soundtrack kind of feel to it. And it's the absolute perfect number, I think, for a seven, eight-year-old in Sweden going, that is cool. And it may be a niche (laughs) reference, this one, but I think Eurotrip can handle it. The staging and the production and the visuals in this I've not seen anything as good as since Kazakhstan at Junior Eurovision. The attention to detail in this um, LED screen work is fantastic. It is indeed, yes. And you were right. It was a niche reference. And I think you were two podcast listeners can handle it. It's niche enough. <laughs> it's niche enough for them. Uh, Gustav, in terms, of, uh, in terms of bands actually doing so well at Melfest, are Smashing to Pieces sort of setting any new records? Or you know, do we tend to see bands do two years in a row and go straight to the final both times? Definitely not. Uh, And uh, it's not just two years in a row. A band hasn't um, reappeared in the final, that is, advanced to the final second time since 2003. That was uh, the dance band Barbados, uh, which had different singers uh, for the two different years. But uh, anyway, uh, so bands do tend to struggle. We have seen groups, of course, making it uh, several times to the final. But when you have this band setting with the drummer and guitarist and stuff, it's kind of harder to present visually, apparently, in Melody Festival. And SVT has been struggling with it throughout the years. And this we, we also see here the packaging of a, a rock act in Melody Festival. And maybe finally we have found the formula for this because metal has been very visual for many, many years. And this should be able to, to work in Melody Festival and much better than we have managed to make it work for the last few decades. Uh, so Hope Smash Into Pieces is a door opener. Uh, and perhaps that package is helped by the one and only Jimmy Joker. We, we, we tend to talk about him quite a lot on Melfest Monday because over the last few years, he's become such a prolific songwriter. Uh, and he was a songwriter this year for them and he was for their song uh, Six Feet Under last year as well. Yeah, he's, he's fantastic. He really deserves the credit because uh, like it's this guy writing world hits for, for big acts uh, in, in the US. And uh, then he comes to Melody Festival and applies his full strength to it. And now he has made it to the final with nine entries in a row. Yes, one of them made it through the semi-final last year. Otherwise, all of them have gone straight to the wow. final. And that's nine entries in a, lo- in a row since uh, 2022. Uh, so, so uh, uh, well, next, uh, the, the, this uh, upcoming week with Heat 2, he has Maria Sur and Liamo. Uh, so maybe that gives a hint for, <laughs> for anyone who's a betting person. I could see Ben's ears prick up there, as you said, as a betting person. We, we, we know Ben likes to uh, place a bit of money on Eurovision and Melfest. Your ear, ears pricking up there, Ben? I'm well aware of such things. And Maria Sur and Liamo <laughs> are also very, very good artists who... I'll talk in the talk about bringing some uh, top tier tracks for next week as well. And we will come to all that a little bit later on, of course. Uh, but let's stick to Saturday night. Uh, Lisa Ajax, Ben, was the uh, the second artist to get that ticket to the final. Uh, I was, In a way, I was a bit surprised, actually, because we looked at when she was in it last time. Of course, as a duet, she only managed to pick up one set of 12 points. But this week, she uh, she picked up quite a number. I wasn't so hot 
on Lisa Ix's qualification chances when I first heard the songs on the Tuesday. While I noted it was a well-produced ballad, beautiful strings and piano coming through in the track, I felt it lacked a little bit of emotion when I heard it. I thought it just got a bit too joyful for such a sad, upsetting topic in the chorus. But actually, when I was in the arena hearing this, I turned around to some of the others and went, yeah, that's going through. There's something about the way this builds the energy, gets to the chorus, and it just pops. I could just imagine everybody having their Saturday sweets on the sofa, having their ears pricked, turning around and going, yep, that's the one. And there's always a place for a well-sung ballad in the competition. And Gustav, uh, she's never missed out on a on a final as a soloist now, has she? Oh yeah, that's true actually. She didn't make it through in uh, 2022, but uh, had a big hit, even though the song finished last. But it, it was uh, a duet, and uh, the guy she was singing with, Nialo, wasn't singing particularly well. So uh, one could argue that that um, degraded her chances on, on that occasion. And she was apparently very disappointed, but uh, now she can be elated once more. So uh, I think uh, also her, her maybe her pregnancy could make her relatable to Swedish viewers because they like this girl next door thing, a boy next door that, uh, oh, she's pregnant and she still goes up and, and does her thing. And also uh, a late uh, position in the running order, of course, helps uh, as well as a good staging that, that she had that, st- that stood out and uh, strong songs, strong vocals, and um, that created a strong overall appeal in the voting groups. From one person who has been in the final plenty of times to somebody who is on the road, uh, Gustav, it's fair to say, uh, has tried Malfest twice before, hasn't made the final. Uh, Elisa Lindstrom has uh, gone through to uh, the, the new format at uh, second chance round. So this is, this is the furthest she's actually made it in the competition in her three uh, three tries. Yeah, exactly. And uh, she brought, obviously, the big uh, schlager expression that uh, that has been relatively rare in Melody Festival and then it it has its fans and uh, I know that they are elated that uh, this uh, type of song made it through. Uh, we could see in the votes that it was uh, the older demographies that gave her the most votes and um, uh, in, in the younger demographies they are, are very intense in voting but didn't uh, give her the highest score so let's see what that will mean going ahead. Also, we should remember that uh, this year in the final qualet, the final qualifications, which is the new second chance contest, uh, we um, uh, have 10 entries and just two making it to the final. So previously it was eight, four making it to the final. So that's a 50% chance. Now it's just a 20% chance making it to the final. So you might see people going there. Um, they won't be elated not making it to the final and just being in the contest because they know they just have a 20% statistical chance to make it. Yeah, a lot more difficult, it, it has to be said. Uh, the other song that went through to the new second chance round. So I keep saying new second chance round. Gustav, remind us what it's called. Finale kvalet, the final, the qualifications for the final. I would translate that right, Ben? I've been calling it the final qualification round. Is that okay? Yeah, I think it's okay. We don't have any official English uh, <laughs> translations, so, so we have to come up with something. So let's go with what Ben says. There we go. We've we've come to a decision, at least. Uh, the other artist yeah. to, to go through to that uh, was Adam Woods, uh, who, Gustav, it's fair to say, scored consistently well in those age groups in that final uh, round of voting at the end, which, which often is the key to uh, succeeding, isn't it? 
Yeah, he was very even. He was only the favorite in the youngest age group, three to nine years. And then he was number two in in the three older ones. And then number three in the two even older ones. And then in the oldest, he was number four. Uh, and in the phone voters, he was the last. Uh, so it was really it was really clear that the younger people liked him and the older people liked him less. But uh, definitely enough points to make it through with a, a good margin ahead of uh, Samir and Victor. Something I just want to check with you there, Gustav. I believe when we get to the final qualification round, it's like half of the points have carried over from the heats. But those points that we give out in the final qualification round, it's not the number of points that we've seen in the show. No. It's going to be the number of votes that they've got, a proportion of the number of votes. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. This is how I understand it. Um, so I do have all the facts and I have confirmed them, but I would like to see further confirmations before being completely confident. But I think it's like this, that uh, it's the number of votes, not the points. And the number of votes are weighted based on the total number of votes in that heat. So if you have uh, some other heat with a huge number of votes in, then that's good for you provided that those votes were not given to your contenders in the final qualifications. Uh, so there, it's weighted between the heats based on the number of votes, not the viewing figure. That would be logical, but we don't have the viewing figure for Heat 5 mm. uh, when we have the final qualet, because that's part of Heat 5. And then you combine those points that he got in the heats with the points that he get in the final qualet. Yes, I'm waiting to see the dress rehearsal before I write the ESC Insight article <laughs> explaining how the voting works. Yeah. The, the reason I bring that up, though, is that although Adam Woods is fourth, it is possible that he might, in that final qualification round, start ahead of Elisa. Elisa got most of the top scores from the older demographics, and I've assumed that there's less people voting in those blocks compared to the younger population, for example. So it would be possible that Adam Woods might have got more votes than Elisa and therefore maybe would start higher despite him finishing fourth. Yeah, uh, it would just be a recap of the songs anyway, so they would not be performing live. So not uh, not clear how, how strong an impression the running order will have, but of course it will have uh, uh, one impact. Also, um, I'm, as far as I've been informed, we will have no viewer groups, no age groups in uh, the fin- final quality. It's just the number of votes. My instinct on that is that's going to really favour the songs that pick up radio play, Spotify play, and really engage the younger demographics. And there's much more chance for Adam Woods now. He has an entire month before that next round of voting. And Supernatural is the kind of song that that's going to be played in every single gym up and down of Sweden. That is perfect going to the gym music. In a way, I love my Schlager. That's not mainstream radio music in Sweden anymore. Yeah, I think even though it does seem a little bit more complex, I think the, the permutations that we could get from this are even more intriguing for, for people like us who, who do enjoy the stats and, and that sort of thing. It uh, creates a bit more uh, a bit more jeopardy, I think it's fair to say. The two artists we've not mentioned yet, let's quickly touch on, on them. Uh, Samia and Victor, of course, making their Melfest uh, return. Ben, I don't think it's too much of a stretch to say vocally they weren't exactly 100% on the night worthy. No. Um, even on a Samir and Victor level, I think they have done better Melody Festival and performances than what we heard on Saturday night. Um, I, I enjoyed the YouTube comments referring to it as a dad's at 3am at the karaoke <laughs> machine. But you know what? They have charisma and I thought they might have done a touch better than this because 
I wasn't sure. For me, I thought the whole Samir and Victor stick here. I've heard it before, and I wanted their sound to evolve. Um, and I, I thought, I, thought, I think even Sweden will be like, mm, you need to do it differently now. They finished second in the audience poll on the Friday, which would have been a direct qualification place. And they got the biggest cheers like as the artists were announced on the Friday night. And I'm thinking, okay, Sweden still loves these guys. Um, so that, so it's based on what we saw on Friday, it was quite a big shock that they actually fell as low as second last. But uh, I think it's healthy for the competition. The Swedish Melody Festival, and as we increasingly compare it to other national finals around Europe, it does need to have something that, brings freshness and innovation to the song contest uh, and finally let's quickly touch on uh, melina who is somebody has to finish last of course it's in every heat uh, and sadly for her it, it was uh, melina uh, but generally gustav i think you know we, we might go on to the stats a little bit earlier on about uh, debutants uh we can dive into that a little bit later on because we've got a few in heat number two but generally despite the results she seemed quite happy on the night didn't she yeah, she seemed extremely happy, almost too happy. It's important <laughs> in Melody Festival and that you you do smile, even if it's a sad song. You should smile a little because uh, people need that. Otherwise, uh, you won't get the votes. Uh, plainly speaking, uh, but maybe she was too merry and uh, almost like out of focus or something like. You. But I, I suppose that's just her personality. Gustav, Ben, thank you so much for that analysis. Uh, Stay right there because we will be back to look ahead to heat number two uh, right after this. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Your home for everything Melodifestivalen. This is Melfest Monday. Welcome back to Melfest Monday from us here at the Euro Trip. More from Ben and Gustav soon when we look ahead to heat number two. Uh, don't forget, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you've got any thoughts on, on Melfest or any anything to respond to what Ben and Gustav have said so far, uh, get in touch. We are at Euro Trip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can also follow us on TikTok as well. We're on threads. We are hello at eurotrippodcast.com on the email. And as well, don't forget to head to eurotrippodcast.com to read all of our exclusive stories. And if you fancy it, you can head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash eurotrippodcast if you'd like to support what we are doing here on the podcast. But now it is time for the Melfest Monday Hall of Fame. 
our version of the Melody Festivalen Hall of Fame. Uh, now, last week, both Rob and I chose what we believed to be Sweden's best ever Swedish language song at the Eurovision Song Contest. I chose Satellite. Rob chose Diggaloo Diggaloo. We then put those to a poll on Twitter. And uh, sadly for me, you overwhelmingly sided with Rob, meaning the Hurrays are the first act to be inducted into our Hall of Fame in 2024. But this week, we need your help with the second category. Uh, This week, we are on the hunt for Sweden's best home entry at the Eurovision Song Contest. So songs that Sweden sent to represent them when they hosted the contest. Not many to choose from, uh, but of course, more than many other countries <laughs> who uh, who have been to the Eurovision Song Contest. Uh, there's there's only six candidates for us to choose from. But first of all, let's hear what Rob has chosen. Hi James, it is me, it's Rob here again. Uh, once again, tremendous job on Melfest Monday this week. Very much enjoying listening along and experiencing the whole thing as a listener. So very much enjoying it. Thank you very much. Have to say... You took quite the beating, didn't you, on the Melfest Monday Hall of Fame last week. Now, can I make it two? I understand that we are doing best home entries from Sweden. Well, I'll keep it short and sweet because I don't really feel the need to try because I think this is this is going to win it. I don't know what else you could pick, but it's not going to be as good as this. My entry into the Melfest Monday Hall of Fame this week is Roger Pontere with When Spirits Are Calling My Name. It represented Sweden on home soil in Stockholm in the Globen back in 2000. Roger Pontre himself had a few difficulties, had a few issues over the last few years, but this song remains a classic. So this is my contribution this week. Well, that is Rob's choice. Uh, But for me, I'm going to go back a little bit further in time uh, to when Kiki Danielson uh, represented Sweden with Bra Viberhune. Yes, this was the home entry for Sweden at Eurovision in 1985. It was hosted that year in Gothenburg by the legendary Lil Lindfors. Uh, but yes, Kiki Danielson, uh, so much fun, so energetic, uh, and the song is just classic schlager, and I love it. Uh, we'll be putting those uh, to a poll on our Twitter account, at Eurotrip Podcast, at some point on Monday for you to choose which one gets inducted into our very own Melfest Monday Hall of Fame. So who are you signing with? Me or Rob? Go and have your say over on the poll on our Twitter account. Your home for everything Melodifestivalen. This is Melfest Monday. Now it is time to hear from some of the artists who will take to the stage in Gothenburg on Saturday night. 
First up, it's dear Sara. Uh, she is a Swedish Sami artist who grew up uh, actually in Sweden's most northern town. Uh, so quite the trek down uh, to Gothenburg for her. Uh, she's tried her luck on the X Factor in Sweden uh, and nowadays finds herself working at Swedish Radio uh, on their Sami language radio station. Uh, I managed to catch up with her last week and this is what happened. Sara. Welcome to Melfest Monday. How are you? Thank you. I'm so fine. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Yes, and it's it's great to have you here. It's great to chat. Uh, you are about to make your debut in Melody Festivalen. How does that feel? Oh my God, it feels uh, so amazing. And I'm also uh, very nervous <laughs> about it, but it's very exciting as well. Why is now the right time? What made you think, okay, I've got a song, I want to submit it. What was the moment that you thought this is going to be the right time? I really love this song. And uh, I also think that um, it's because I'm a bit older now. I feel that um, I can handle this. So take us back to the moment where you wrote the song, The Silence After You, it's called. What is the inspiration for, for the song? The song is about a rising up after a very hard period of time. And it's about the being true to yourself. So the song is very important to me. And that's why it means so much that uh, I'm part of Melody Festival now. And it's this song because I really love this song. You submitted the song, and then you have to just wait and find out if it's a yes or a no for Melfest. So where were you when you got the call? Did somebody ring you up, or what happened when somebody said, yes, you're in Melfest? So I was at work, and my manager called me, and yeah, that was crazy. She tricked me a little bit, because she was at first she was like, oh, yeah what are you doing how are things going like that and I was like okay yeah uh, because I got my answer pretty late uh, I got my the answer in like November uh, so I had already been like okay I won't I won't get in <laughs> so you, I was gonna say you must have thought nah they're not gonna say yes to me this time and you yeah. kind of moved on right yeah. and I'm so used to that because I I've been trying to get in for years now, so uh, and I always, uh, you know, they never called me. <laughs> so this was uh, crazy. You were at work, so you had to keep this a secret from your coworkers, your colleagues, did you? Yeah, right. Yeah, I had to keep it a secret, uh, and it was so hard. I had to keep it a secret for all for a lot of people, and I just wanted to tell everyone about it <laughs> so it was really hard to be quiet about it and to not talk about it so yeah what can we expect from the song I know you have to be very secretive you can't say too much but what can you tell us what is the what is the genre I guess that will give us a bit of an idea about what it's going to sound like it's like a pop song and it's very powerful um it's it has uh, beautiful lyrics i hope that it will like comfort people maybe so yeah i really hope that people will like it 
what are your expectations? What do you hope to achieve in Melfest this year? Right now, I'm just thinking about doing, being a part of this. <laughs> uh, so that's the first step. And it would be so lovely to get to the finals. That would be crazy uh, because, you know, people don't really know who I am right now. Um, so it would be so amazing to just, yeah, get to the finals. Sara, thank you so much for your time. And uh, let me just wish you the very best of luck for Melfest this year. Thank you so much. Thanks to Diasara for her time. Best of luck to her, of course, for Saturday night. Let's now hear from Liamo. He is back in Mellow yet again, this time with a song titled Dragon. Uh, you might remember him uh, from a couple of years ago. He finished fourth in the final in 2022 and returned last year, actually, as a songwriter for Paul Ray's song Royals, which finished seventh in the final. Now, Rob caught up with Liamu recently, and this is what happened. Liamu, welcome to Malfest Monday. Thank you so much. I want to take you back to the, the 12th of March, 2022. That's the last time that we spoke. We were chatting immediately after the Melody Festival and final. You said these words. I've written down exactly what you said to me. Everything that's happened tonight, it just makes me want to come back here and try again. Two years later, yeah. here we are. It's happening. <laughs> yep, I'm back. I'm, I'm actually back sooner than I expected because I promised uh, uh, a Swedish journalist, actually, that uh, I wasn't going to come back for like three to five years because that that's what he told me. He was like, yeah, you can return, but maybe not in like three to five years. And I was like, OK, I promise you that one year later, I'm back. Somebody else on our on our team was chatting to Anders Retov, one of your songwriters, oh, yeah. of course. He was saying that I think you guys you submitted a few songs this year, didn't you? Um, actually, I was I was down in the in the writing camp uh, at Vretov's studio. You have two sessions a day, so you have like two hours in one studio, and then you you grab some lunch, and then you go back to your second session for the day, and then you have like yeah. They say two hours, but the second session is always the longest one or the longer one. Uh, so if if you're doing it good, you have six songs. Each wow. On three days. And uh, I made six songs and Dragon was one of them. And uh, I felt like this this song is it's a good song, but it kind of. I want. I really wanted it to to be in Melody Festival, and because then I can I can create the whole the whole package, like show the people the whole vision that I saw when I came with came up with the song song idea. I uh, I want to ask you more about the song in in just a second. I want to ask you about another song first. Uh, yeah. it's, it's maybe a song that you weren't expecting me to ask about. It's it's the song that you made for your daughter, which again you posted on your Instagram. <laughs> You know, I have like a, a a working space at home and she's always been so curious. As soon as I enter my workspace, she's like, she's she's walking to her or no, she's not walking. She's running to, towards her room and she's just like looking at the screen and then she's looking at me and then she's looking at the screen. 
and then she I played it loud. I played it, I played the beat loud, and it was that beat that's on Instagram. <laughs> and then she started like, uh, and she started singing. So I was like, oh damn, I need to turn on the microphone. So yeah, I recorded it, then I fixed the vocals a little bit and we made a video to it. It's such a cute video. People listening to this have to go and check it out. It's on your Instagram. It's very, very, very fun. Now, we should probably talk more about Melody Festival and as much as I would love to talk yeah. more about that. Obviously, we've already mentioned that Dragon is the song that you are competing with this year. Why the song and what makes the song so special? Because you said that you wouldn't have been back in Mellow so soon had it not been for this song. It's what I always wanted it to be. Let me let me tell you this. All the other songs that I had, Last Breath, uh, Hold You, Bluffin', those songs found me. But now it feels like I found the, the song instead. I went into the studio with um, Anders Brezhov, Jimmy Joker, and Kill J. It's Julie Argard from, uh, from Denmark. And uh, I was like, I entered the studio and I said, I want to make a song called Dragon. And I want it to be like this. In this world, I want it to sound like this. They're, they were like, hell yeah. Okay, let's go. But for, for them, that must be really refreshing. Yeah, I mean, in a situation like that, it's really important to listen to everyone in the room. So I wasn't like closing out uh, or shutting out other ideas that they had. I was just like bringing the first idea. I was like, I see this. I hear this. I want it to be about this. And I... I wanted to be called Dragon. And then, you know, Joker, he was like uh, bringing the melody ideas and Julie with the lyrics and Anders with the production. And, you know, everything just went so great. It, w it went really fast, actually. And then when we, we made that song, you know, the last day of the camp is the day that all of us play, play all of the songs. So everyone in the whole place gets to hear all of the songs. And uh, yeah, that one got like a really good, good uh, reaction. You won't be able to tell me much, but is it similar in, in, in any way to any of your previous Melody Festival and entries? Or is this this one, this is a whole new game. This is a whole new vibe. This is a whole new vibe. It is, you know, I always have like, uh, not like a technique, but I, I don't want to come back with the same thing that I just did that can turn out really boring. And I have this side that I really want to show and I feel like it's so much Liamo that it can be. It's so much me and it's, you know, I'm being true to myself performing this and showing this song because I really, I really love this song. I can see you getting excited yourself just talking about it. You just want to yeah. be there. You, you want to be on stage. I mean, you've set yourself such a high bar. You were second with the international jury in, in 2022. Mm. You were fourth overall. Presumably, the, the aim is, as it always is, is, is to, to win and to go to Malmo, All right? All the way. All the way. I would lie to you if I told you other things. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it, would be, it would be an honor to represent my own country in my country. Liamu, thank you so much for chatting to us. I really, really appreciate it. And, uh, and all thank the best you so much. My guy. A big thanks to Liamu then. Uh, and of course, to Rob as well for, uh, for taking time out of his busy schedule to speak to Liamu and bring 
us that chat here on Melfest Monday. Now, finally, we're going to hear from Engman's Capel. Now, the like DSR, who we heard from just a moment or so ago, uh, they are debuting at Melfest this year. Uh, they are a six-piece folk band who also uh, come from the north of Sweden, and their song is in fact named after the region they hail from. Uh, so let's hear from them now. Uh, this is what happened when I sat down with Per and Jukka from Engmans Kapell. So let's welcome Per and Jukka from Engmans Kapell. Welcome both to the Eurotrip. Thank you. Thank you very much. It is great to have you both here. Per, let me come to you first. You guys have been a band for, for quite a number of years now. How is it only now we are getting you in Melfest? Why is it taking so long? <laughs> well, well, I um, I suppose it all came together because one of the, the producers of the Swedish Melfest saw us at a festival uh, a couple of years ago and she told our manager to tell, tell the, the guys to send in a song. At that time, we we had just received a song from uh, from three songwriters that we have been working with before, and we thought this was this would do great in the in the Melfest. So we we sent it in, and we hoped for the best. And uh, we were close that year, but then we tried again uh, the next year, and now we we got to enter. Tell us about these songwriters as well, because I've had a look at the the names, and for Melfest fans over the last two decades they will recognize the names of these songwriters because they have worked together a lot in melody festival yes they have uh let's say maybe about 10 years ago they had a lot of uh, songs we have uh, a swedish singer called jill johnson who's a country singer they 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 wrote her song um, crazy in love and they did a song called uh, la dolce vita and all these songs have been like they they really they they get stuck in your head when you hear them <laughs> they're very catchy melodies and, and good songs that is good and, news uh, for your song this year then yeah sure. it it's is going to be a, a so good melody to get stuck in the head <laughs> that's what we we're, we're, we're hoping for and the song itself norland is written mm-hmm. i presume about the region of sweden surely yes it is it is the, the the northern part northern region of sweden where we come from and Yuka, it's not the first time you've actually written about or performed a, a song about uh, Norland either, is it? I was listening to another no. one of your songs a little bit earlier on, which was a- about the same place. Yes, and actually written by the same guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. Uh, they, they, read, uh, they wrote a song called Norland's Glimmande Gulds. Uh, translation, maybe it's the shimmering gold of Norland, Northland or something. Uh, well, it's, uh, and that song was recorded in, in the end, late 1990s and released 2000. So it's been with us for a while. Our first single. That yeah, one. our first single. And that was the, the first time me and the drummer uh, actually played in the band. It was on the on the, the album release. They wanted some some uh, reinforcement in, <laughs> in the band. <laughs> so uh, and since then we've been a part of the band. So so that's been a, a significant and important song for us as well. For people who want to get to know the band a little bit more uh, and, and maybe get to know what to expect in your Melfest song this year, 
is it worth just listening to you know some of your previous songs is it that same kind of genre that we will expect in your Melfest song this year yeah i think so you can hear the um, you can hear the the folk uh, uh, roots with the fiddle and the and the, the the strong melodies and i think that we always had in our music so you will recognize us which is great news because I was listening to some of your stuff earlier on and my foot was tapping away. It's really jolly. It's really, really fun to listen to. So I'm excited oh, to hear it. And I think it, it, may, it may well stand out in the show as well, because I don't think, you know, looking at the other artists in your competition on the Saturday night, I don't think anybody else is going to bring that same kind of, uh, same kind of vibe, are they? I think it's more of an electronic uh, music, uh, more, more modern sounding music, uh, um with our fellow uh, contestants. I think uh, we will stand out in, in, in a way because we're a band and we play like... Real some... instruments. <laughs> Real <laughs> instruments, you said that. Yeah. Real instruments with, with a happy vibe. I, I mean, you put your finger on it there. Uh, we're quite happy on stage and we've been so for as long as I can remember. What is the goal for, for, for the competition? You know, is it to get to the final and win and get to Eurovision? Or along the same road is also, you know, just to get yourself out there a bit more, maybe get your music to a new audience as well? I'd say that's the, that's the, the most important part, to, to, get, uh, to reach a new audience and um, perhaps get out more to have more, more gigs, because that's what we want to do. We want to... To, to play as much live as we can. No, I have to agree. I mean, it's uh, it's uh, such a joy to be part of this uh, and just be participating. At the same time, it would be lovely to be in the finals, uh, to be able to perform in, in France or in our strawberry arena, I think it's mm. called now. And, and have you ever performed in that arena before? That, that must be like a huge goal because it's such a big arena as well, isn't it? Not just the live yeah. audience at home, but just the, what is it, 30,000 people in that arena? That would be quite a, yeah, quite yeah, a performance to a crowd, yeah. wouldn't it? <laughs> Even the first, uh, our contest in, in Gothenburg, that's the, will be the biggest live audience we ever played, performed for. Really? Really? Actually. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And is that nerve wracking at all that you're going to be in an arena environment that you wouldn't normally be in? Uh, no, I'm more, I'm more thrilled, you know, and so looking forward to it. Uh, I think it's going to be great. Per Yuka, thank you so much for your time, and I wish you the best of luck for for Mello this uh, this weekend. Thank you very much. Thank you, James. Nice to talk to you. So a big thanks to Per and Yuka from Engman's Capel for joining us here on this week's episode of Melfest Monday. Now, Gustav and Ben. I've been waiting in the wings to, to come back in. I know we had to speak to a few of the artists there, but we managed to get through them and Gustav and Ben are back with us to focus on everything for heat number two, to go through all of the permutations that we could possibly have. Uh, Gustav, uh, given you are back on Melfast Monday, I'm going to allow you to take us through the songs and artists that we're going to look forward to. Okay, uh, Melodifestivalen 2024, deltävling två. Number one, Maria Sur. Number two, Engmans Kapell. Number three, Dear Sarah. Number four, Sijo. Number five, Liamo. And finally, number six, Fröken Snusk. Wonderful stuff. Gustav, thank you so much. Uh, ben, I'm going to come to you first. Uh, we'll go through them one by one in the order we'll see them perform. Maria Sir, she is back. And when we did our episode back in November, I think, when, when the artists were announced, we... Uh, 
we spoke to uh, Stina Dahlgren from Aftonbladet. And I think she said that she may well be hoping to see a Maria Sir victory. At least she thinks it might happen. What do you think Maria would need to bring in order to win Malfest this year? Well, we understand already that this song's going to be in a completely different musical universe to what we heard from last year's entry from Maria Sir. We are now getting the Maria Sir entry that she always wanted to bring them out to Festival and which is going to be the absolute banger. <laughs> this is going to be up-tempo. This is going to be a little bit dark, but powerful. Really show off Maria Sir as an artist. I've got reasonably high expectations, partly from the songwriter list. I already mentioned Jimmy Joker in the first half about his track record of production of these kind of numbers. But also, I've got the impression that she's being given a run, Maria Sir. And she's being given a chance not just to come in for a year, sing a nice song, get to the final, but to actually try and establish herself in Sweden. I had a chat with her at that artist launch, not for an interview, but about learning Swedish and going to uh, (laughs) Swedish classes. She's investing time and energy into giving it a proper go, and it's good to see. And I I want to say that another of the songwriters of her songs is uh, Anders Vretov, and uh, he has, after Melody Festival in 2024, competed with 38 songs, which actually puts him on number four ever in that marathon table. Uh, so he's the, the fourth most prolific songwriter in Melody Festival. And uh, this uh, week he piggybacks on uh, Jimmy Joker and uh, uh, competes with uh, Maria Sur and uh, Liamo. Now, speaking of strong songwriters, we move to song number two uh, from Engman's Capel. We've just been speaking to them there. I'm certainly looking forward to hearing what they bring because they've got some big name songwriters uh, on their track as well, haven't they, Gustav? Yeah, definitely. They have a lot of Melodi Festival in history. It's uh, Larry Forsberg, Lennart Vasterson, and uh, Svenninge Sjöberg, the so-called uh, Gävle trio. Gävle is a town that they are from. Uh, and they have competed with so many songs in the history of Melody Festival, and notably uh, La Dolce Vita with uh, After Dark in 2004 and uh, Crazy in Love with uh, Jill Jonsson in 2003. Uh, and they also were going to take part with uh, Himmel för två with uh, Anna Bok in 2016, uh, but uh, they were the ones that uh, kind of made the song being disqualified. You said that Anna Bok got disqualified. She didn't get disqualified. She didn't do anything wrong. Uh, they were the ones who actually did something wrong because uh, they uh, submitted the song to the Moldovan uh, Eurovision Song Contest selections and didn't take note that the song was published on YouTube. This song is called Norland. Yeah, happens to be, according to the first line of Wikipedia here, the oldest city in the historical Norland. Um, and of course, it's very culturally important to have Norland representation in Melody Festival this year because all the arenas in the north of Sweden were fully booked and there's no Melody Festival going on a tour to the north, which from a public service broadcasting point of view, is always very important. The actual press release that came out when SPT announced the six arenas for this year's tour was very apologetic straight away. We're like, we're really sorry. We tried to get a place in Norland, but we couldn't do so. So I'm expecting Karina Bear to make at least one or two gags about that <laughs> in next week's script. 
And that's actually interesting because Norrland only has one-tenth of the population of, of Sweden. So it's not logical that Melodifestvalen has to go to a part of the country that has one-tenth of the population, provided that everyone has the equal value. Uh, so actually that um, uh, ethics put more uh, emphasis on geography than distribution of the population. Ben, let's chat about DSR. Again, we, we spoke to her just a, a few moments ago. And one thing that really stood out to me was that she's got a very softly spoken voice when, when she actually speaks, but she promised a very powerful pop song. And I can't quite marry that up with, with the way she actually speaks. So that might be an interesting one to see what she actually brings on Saturday. Yes, I think that's one where, like, in Heat 1 of Melody Festival and other than Melina, not only were they all names returned to Melody Festival, but they were all very well-known names to the Melody Festival and public. DSR is going to be one with a lot of intrigue in that sense because there's a lot unknown from a Swedish Melody Festival and viewing public about her. Uh, Gustav, shall we chat about debutantes in general? Because we've got quite a few in this heat alone, haven't we? Yeah, definitely. Um, there is so much statistics about debutantes, of course. Uh, we have four debutantes in, in this heat and out of the six entries. So uh, the only time actually since 2018 that we had that high amount of debutantes in a heat was uh, heat three in 2023. Uh, so it just happened one time during, during this period. Uh, so it's been rare, but this year we will actually see it two more times. So there's a lot of debutantes this year. And how do they tend to to fare? Because do we ever, I don't know, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but how often do we see a a debutante actually win Melfest? Is that quite a difficult uh, thing to achieve? Yeah, it is difficult to achieve. We saw it in uh, in Tusse, for example, in 2021. But if you look in the heats, uh, as as we have now, the the stage of the heats, um, since uh, 2021, for the last three years, we have 90 entries who have competed in Melodie Festival and in the heats. Uh, 41 of those have been performed by debutant artists, so that's 46%. 26 entries have advanced straight to the final from the heats during these three years. I also count Heat 1 2024 here. Mm. Uh, Six of these have been debutants, so 26 entries going straight to the final, six debutants. This was uh, Tusse, Anders Bagge, Medina, Maria Sor, Marcus and Martinus, and Smash into Pieces. Uh, so that's uh, 23% of the entries advancing uh, straight to the final uh, are debutants. So 46% debutants, 23% debutants going to the final. Uh, but actually 50% of these were last season, so maybe the tides are turning a little bit. Uh, but uh, to sum up, it almost takes seven debutants in Melody Festival and in a Heat to advance one debutant to the final while it's enough with 4.5 returning artists to advance one of them to the final. Jumping on to a, our next debutante in the show on Saturday is Sijo, uh, who Gustav, I've picked this up from Melopedia, I, I must admit. Uh, he says he's a pioneer of, uh, of Afrobeats, uh, especially in the Swedish Afrobeat scene. Um, and I think, is it helpful to an artist who comes from a scene like that? Because perhaps they might get a lot of support from people who are fans of that genre. Perhaps they're not a fan of Sijo himself, but if they see their genre of music being represented, they may want to get behind him. Yeah, generally speaking, we have two uh, songs from from the Afrobeat uh, genre, uh, as it were, in in uh, Melody Festival in 2024. The other one is uh, Chelsea Mucho in uh, Heat 5. And uh, we haven't had this very much before in Melody Festival. And, uh, 
But um, this uh, Afrobeat genre is big internationally, but hasn't become big in Sweden yet. So Sweden is lagging behind in that way. And um, we will see if if uh, things have changed now and if the genre will kind of have a breakthrough in, in Melody Festival in 2024. No, it's going to be one very exciting to see. We've also got some Northern representation. Uh, also somebody else who's a grown-up in Yavla here. So... Um... Something there maybe split the Norland vote, goodness me. <laughs> and uh, I want to add that this is really the heat of uh, Norland. Uh, I was m- mentioning one-tenth of the Swedish population, but uh, we have Engmans Kapell, who, who is from Norland, and sings a song called Norland. We have Dear Sarah, who is from Karesuando, which is the absolute northernmost village in Sweden. Just look for, for her hometown on the map and you will be amazed. Uh, and we have Sijo, who is from Gävle. So that's also in Norrland. And we have Fröken Snusk singing the Epa Dunk genre, which is big uh, among uh, young people in, for example, Norrland. So they would be completely confused in that 10% of the population, <laughs> what they will vote for. Let's go to Liamo then, uh, because he's slowly becoming a stalwart of Melody Festival. And it almost seems like just two minutes ago that he made his debut back in 2018. Uh, but we've seen him in some capacity uh, in five of the last seven years, Gustav. Yeah, uh, and uh, and he's been doing very well. You know, he, he always makes it to the final. He took part as an artist. Um, this is his uh, fourth time as an artist, right? And uh, if he goes straight to the final, it's four entries out of four straight to the final from a heat for him. Uh, so that would be a tied record in that case, uh, together with greats uh, such as Mariette, Erik Sade, Dani Saucedo, Robin Bengtsson and Jon-Henrik Fjellgren. Uh, and he also advanced one straight to the final as a songwriter with Paul Ray's Royals uh, last year. Uh, let's do our last artist then. Uh, Gustav, I'll come to you first. Uh, we're talking about uh, Furk and Snusk here. Uh, because recently there's been somewhat of a, a scandal regarding her streaming on, on Spotify and stuff like that. Can you try and digest an, uh, that, that situation for us? Yeah, I'll try my best. If Tobiak from Aftonbladet would have been here, he would have really <laughs> said that this is the most important thing to talk about here <laughs> in terms of news. Because she has been all over the news for weeks and weeks and weeks for now in Sweden. And not the musical notes, the general notes. And there have been podcast episodes and the biggest news podcasts about her. And uh, uh, at the same time, they have put a lot of focus on her music. So people are kind of, oh, this is a good song and starting to listen to her music. But what happened was that um, Spotify removed her songs, a portion of them or all of them. uh, And I don't think that they said explicitly why, but uh, the assumption is that it's because of streaming irregularities, which usually means that someone has bought uh, streaming. Uh, You can buy streaming, which isn't illegal, I believe, but it's like a market manipulation. Mm. And then you would say that she was the, I think, ninth most streamed artist in Sweden last year. Even if you include Taylor Swift and everybody, she was number nine on that list. Um, so she's been regarded as a real top pick for Melody Festival. And it's, a, it's a prestigious that Melody Festival and can get her to take part. And then it seems like someone might have bought streams. There is no evidence. Uh, so the newspaper Expressen, which is the main competitor to Aftonbladet, had a, an uh, essay about that she should be uh, pulled back from Melody Festival and disqualified because of this. So they really came out hard and Melody Festival responded that way. We don't have any evidence whatsoever. So obviously we can't disqualify anyone based on this. And that's not just, of course, with 
the scandal behind the scenes as well, but also on stage, because Furukan Snusky is going to be performing this air-per-dunk genre, which uh, is going to be worthy of an ESE insight in-depth piece to try and explain <laughs> how on earth this countryside EDM-infused bit of Russian music influence from Norway genre came to be like this huge like forget buying streams or not this is a huge genre on swedish spotify and furukan snusk is one of the highest profile names in this genre by a long way and it's so easy for a tabloid journalist to spin all of that because furukan snusk is a character with a secret identity and always has a pink panaclava on their head and therefore it's easier for us journalists to be perhaps a little bit mean and ask them to be disqualified from competition because it's not we don't see a real person we see a character and all of this here means that this is the most anticipated act of the night now the question might not be for melody festival and because this genre of music this is particularly popular from the 15 to the 18 year olds because Airpadunk is linked to the Airper or the A tractor now called vehicles. These little cars that teens of Sweden are allowed to drive with moped licenses. Yeah, and the cars uh, Ben mentioned they can drive up to thirty kilometers an hour, and um, incidentally, that is the title of the song performed by Lia Larsson in Heat Four, which is also in the same genre. I just want to say that. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. I was just. Uh... I don't know it off the top of my head. I've just quickly uh, quickly Googled it. The song wouldn't sound as good if it was called 18.6411 miles per hour, would it? <laughs> <laughs> thank you both for, for taking us through all that. Uh, ben, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Uh, and Gustav, thank you so much. And thanks from everybody for all the work you're doing on Melopedia. Thanks. It was a pleasure. A huge thanks to Gustav and Ben for joining us here on this week's episode of Melfest Monday. A jam-packed episode for you to try and cover everything or as much as possible. And yet I feel we only scratched the surface. There was so much more to last Saturday and there is perhaps, by the sounds of things, a lot more to come on this coming Saturday night for heat number two. So sorry if we didn't cover everything you wanted to know, but I'm sure you are a lot more up to date uh, than you were about an hour or so ago. Uh, do let us know what you thought. We'd love to hear from you. We are at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and threads and almost everywhere else. Uh, we are hello at EurotripPodcast.com on the email. Uh, you can read all of our exclusive stories over on EurotripPodcast.com. Uh, and if you'd like to, you can support what we do here on the pod over on buymeacoffee.com forward slash Podcast. Now, we will be back with you on Wednesday for your regular episode of the Euro Trip. We'll be rounding up everything that's happened in the last seven days of the Eurovision Song Contest. Uh, we've got a good lineup of guests to bring you this week as well as we look ahead to this coming weekend in the world of Eurovision 2. Uh, don't forget, in the meantime, you can subscribe, leave us a review, and rate us five stars. Uh, and from me, James, for the first time this week, it is goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.